Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. The Fox and his cousin. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a Grim Reading. The wolf gave birth to a cub and invited the fox to be godfather. Oh. That's nice, isn't it? It's nice. <laughs> Lovely. After all, he's a near relative of ours, said she. He has a good understanding and much talent. He can instruct my little son and help him forward in the world. The Wait, what? Oh, the he's lost. Fox is a relative of the wolf. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They're related. They're related. I think they, I think they actually are. Now the fox, too, appeared quite honest and said, Dear cousin, I thank you for the honour with which you are doing me. I will, however, conduct myself in such a way that you shall be repaid for it. He enjoyed himself at the feast and made merry, and afterwards he said, Dear cousin wolf, it is our duty to take care of the child. It must have good food that it may be strong. I know a farm from which we might fetch a nice morsel. Oh, okay. Morsel being... Food. Chicken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The wolf was pleased with this ditty, and she went out with the fox to the farmyard. He pointed out the barn from afar and said, You will be able to creep in there without being seen, and in the meantime, I will look about on the other side to see if I can pick up a chicken. Oh, they are going for chicken. Good choice. Well, he's going for chicken. He said, Go in the barn and get something there. He, however, did not go there, but sat down at the entrance to the forest, stretched his legs and rested. Meanwhile, the wolf crept into the stable. Whoa, wrong building, mate. You wanted the barn. <laughs> That's true. That gone. <laughs> it's gone wrong already. So she's in the stable yeah. barn, the stable barn. And a dog was lying there, and it made such a noise that the peasants came running out, caught Cousin Wolf, and poured a strong burning mixture, which had been prepared for washing, over her skin. What? A burning mixture? A burning mixture. They wash in a burning mixture. <laughs> they do. They're tough, these peasants. Oh, but they're dropping it, they're putting it on the wolf. Yeah. This is awful. At last she escaped and dragged herself outside. There lay the wolf, who pretended to be full of complaints, and said, Ah, dear cousin wolf, how ill I have fared. The peasants have fallen on me and broken every limb I have. If you do not want me to lie where I am and perish, you must carry me away. Oh, what's this fox? The the wolf herself was only able to go away slowly. Because she's been burnt. Yeah. But she was in such concern about the fox that she took him on her back. Oh, no. And slowly carried him perfectly safe and sound to her house. Oh, this fox has got some <laughs> explaining to do. This is awful. Then the fox cried to her, Farewell, dear cousin. May the roasting you have had do you good. Laughed heartily and bounded off. <laughs> the end. What? That's the end? That's the end. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. No. That's the end. Deal with it.
the wolf was badly hurt and burnt and carried the fox on her carried back. Carried the fox, which was fine. It's all the yeah. fox's fault in the beginning. He's just got and his when hands behind his head. The fox has been carried home by like a burn victim. He or she then has the temerity to say, let that be a lesson to you. Yeah, laughing heartily. What a piece of work. I know. Farewell, dear cousin. May the roasting you've had do you good. <laughs> and bounded off. Right. Wow. I'm trying to think, of all the stories we've read, has there been a more detestable cat? <laughs> that is horrendous. <laughs> what a nasty I th- fox. I think the father who chopped off his daughter's hands was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Mm. Well... I just, okay, before, How is that the end? <laughs> well, that might well be the end because that is one story in what I'm calling the Fox Quadrilogy. What? <laughs> is that the first instalment? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We're watching it out of order. So there are four stories. One is called The Wolf and the Man. The next is called The Wolf and the Fox. Then The Fox and His Cousin. So oh. it's the third one. Yeah. And then finally... The fox and the cat. So what you need to do is think of this. Think as if, like, your friend's watching a box set and you've just, like, walked in while they're watching season three. Yeah. So you've just sort of, like, jumped in. So I think I, I, was, I was debating whether to read all of them, but I think that they're, they're long and good enough to sort of stretch out. Okay. And we can, we can dip into them whenever you choose. Wow. So that was a sort of, yeah, that was series three of four. So it goes The, the Wolf and the Man... Yeah. At this point, the fox not, is not even a character. No. Then the second uh, film, the fox gets introduced, and it's the fox and the wolf. Mm-hmm. Then I'm guessing the fox character was such a hit that they based the third <laughs> film around them. <laughs> and the fourth. And the wolf gets sidelined very quickly. Yeah. Wow. I'd recommend, you know, if you accidentally catch the third film or the third series, you know... After that, you are enjoying this. Yeah. You'd, go, you'd probably go back to the beginning. You would. Wouldn't you? I think the next one will have to be The Wolf, the and, wolf the and the Man. Wow. There you go. That's the, that's the fox and his cousin. He's, he's, he's nasty. But I tell you, I quite like him. <laughs> no. I like Why this. do you like him? He's, a, he's, a, <laughs> he's, he's an abomination. I like the character. Okay. He's a slippery trickster. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I, I thought he kind of, he's the opposite of the fairy tale hero. So the mm. fairy tale hero is usually up against the odds. It's like a poor boy or, or girl yeah. up against the odds and uses sort of their brains to outwit their opponents and win. Yeah. This is like the inverse of that. So he's like the bad guy, but he uses his cunning and brains to come out on top to, like, <laughs> to hurt the good guy, yeah. if you will. Uh, Which he was a good guy. The wolf was like so caring. The wolf invited him to be godfather. Yeah. I mean, nasty business, really. Really nasty. And he didn't even get anything out of this except to lift home. But he didn't even need to go there in the first place. No. <laughs> what, is it, what is he playing at? Just toying with them. Oh, nasty. So, this story is not from Hanau, like most of them are. Uh-huh. This story is from German Bohemia. Oh, a little Bohemian story. I believe related in Wendish. But in my head, Wendish is like Belgian. Wendish. I don't know. But the Brothers Grimm say in their notes, lo- I'm loving the Brothers Grimm notes. Oh, I love it. They say, as uh, a quote, it is related with lively circumstantiality by Haltrick from Transylvania. He calls it the central point of all the stories of the fox and the wolf. So, oh, okay. Haltrick has said, this is the quintessential fox and wolf story. 
with great circumstantiality. Yeah. Which is a fantastic it, word. It was great, his circumstantiality. Yeah. Quality circumstantiality, yeah. <laughs> so as this is the, the first sort of look at the fox, and we'll be meeting him again in the mm. rest of the quadrilogy. And we're doing it out of order. <laughs> we're doing it out of order. I don't really want to go into too much detail now. However, I'll just give you a little tasty morsel that I found. Oh, I, I hope it's liked. chicken. So... The fox, as a cunning uh, trickster fellow, yep. can be found as far back as Aesop's fables Yay. around 600 BC. Love them. So he already had those, those kind of associations back then. Yeah. And that carries on through to the Middle Ages in Europe, but it morphs into something more substantial. Namely, the fox is given a name, and it's someone we've met before. Reynard. Reynard! <laughs> Do you remember Reynard? My old buddy from the well. Yes. So Yay. we met Reynard in the Extra Grim episode where we read, um, I think it's called The Fox and the Wolf in the Well, uh, which is from the Wolf Drinks Water to Get Cheese yes. category. I thought it was, was going to say it's called that, but it's not, is it? That's the Arne Thompson Uther type. Exactly. Yeah. Right. In the story, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it was under that type. Yeah. And everybody uh, loves Reynard. In that story, he says something like, and said Reynard. Yeah. And like, just, and just threw it away. Didn't introduce him at the beginning of the story like that. Yeah. You have to put two and two together. However, Reynard is, a re- is real. Reynard is real. What do you mean he's real? He's a medieval creation which comes from uh, Lorraine or Lorraine folklore, the region of France. Okay. And first appears officially in a Latin verse from the 12th century, uh, a poem by Nivardus, who I think was from Ghent. And basically, it's a poem which is a story of a sort of anthropomorphized royal court where the, the lion is a king okay. and the fox is this trickster called Reynard who sort of gets his way into the court. And Cheeky Reynard. This, uh, this story, uh, this poem, sort of spreads around Germany and France and it eventually makes its way to England in 1250, inspiring Geoffrey Chaucer's Wicked Fox in The Nun's Priest's Tale, so the, nun's priest, the nun's priest's tale. The tale belongs to the priest who belongs to the nun. I, I, I don't even want to go into Chaucer. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we draw the line somewhere. There's, there's Reynard. Reynard is real. Reynard is the name of the, shop. of the fox. And in fact, it's so influential that the word fox in French is renard. No. Yeah. You're kidding me. I kid you not. So I was very happy That's to fantastic. That just wanted to give you the little little lowdown on the fox there, particularly Reynard. Reynard. Very happy to meet Reynard. He's a, he's a tricky character, isn't he? He is. So basically, Jean de La Fontaine didn't just make up a name randomly. That is That yeah. makes sense. Well, don't say we don't learn things on Grim Reading. <laughs> I would never say that. quite cool animals aren't they I like it when I see a fox in the street Do although you? recently they've been getting quite bold because at one point I had to cross the road to avoid a fox because he wouldn't move <laughs> <There's> normally, <laughs> oh. <laughs> normally they run, run away when they see you he's like I'm not a standoff I'm I ain't moving mate it's like listen 
things are changing around here. <laughs> but what? I do like them. They're quite, they're quite interesting. Well, I know someone that feeds the fox peanut butter sandwiches. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that good for them? I don't know. They would obviously like it. Love it. I mean, if it's crunchy and not smooth, they'll just leave it. Like, I'm not having that, mate. That's fair enough. Yeah. What, uh, what rating do you think you could give this? I know it's a difficult one because it's sort of... I genuinely thought you were joking when you said that was the end. It's a kind of little fable in a way. In a way, this is like an extended fable because there's not really a, a message there on moral or something. There's it's no just... message. It's like Fox does bad thing, the mm. end. Mm-hmm. I'm completely at a loss <laughs> yeah. because how do you even compare something like that to the story of the youth or knapsack or six men or something like that like it i suppose it's more in the vein it, ha- it has a sort of phabalic quality fable fable fabalic lots of things are fabalic blue in skyscrapers fabalic so it's probably more in the vein of the mouse bird and the sausage or the wolf and the seven kids um, however i tell you okay. what we could do yeah because I feel you're worried because you, you don't know this character enough. You don't know this story enough. So we could give each one a, a score and then we can average it out when we've heard all four. So the four get one score. Okay, that's If that fair. makes you feel more comfortable. Okay, that's true actually. This is part three of a four-part thrilling saga. Mm. So it's not fair to judge it in isolation, is it? So, yeah. Five? <laughs> five, okay. I'm going to give it... Just because, for me, it's awful when he's sitting on her back and she's crawling, dragging herself, burn victim. In my head, he's got his hands behind his head and he's just like... he's just loving it. So, I I mean, it's a horrible image, but it's something so... It evokes a reaction from me. Yeah, big time. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay, that's quite high. Yeah. I liked it, and I like I like the fo- I like Reynard. Yeah, Reynard is. He's not actually called Reynard in the story. No, he's not. But I assume he's he is Reynard. Oh yeah, I'd know that cheeky fox anyway. <laughs> Wait, where's the where's the cub in all this? Oh, he, he's not involved. They just left him alone. Well, it's the poor mum went out to get some food for the so cub because the... he said you need to get make sure the cub's well fed and nice and strong. But what, the cub's in <laughs> danger, surely. Or is that yeah. part four? <laughs> well, that would be telling. Ready to the rescue. <laughs> that would be a twist. It would, like the redemption of Raynard. <laughs> yes. I love a good redemption story. It's like Darth Vader. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we've got The Pink. The Pink. I'm so excited. It's coming. I'm expecting like a science fiction epic. Well, you, you might be a little disappointed I might be a bit there. disappointed. The Pink. <laughs> Can't All wait right, for well, that. See you then. See you. Bye. Bye. You can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod. Also on Instagram and Facebook, grimreading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim.